we all get stuck in what we should do or what we should have done. The word should can inspire us and it can inhibit us. It can get us moving and it can hold us back. Why is it so hard to move past complacency and get inspired to build the fulfilling future that we want? You are listening to Should Theory. Let's talk it out. Stories, interviews, and more to inform and inspire you towards building the future that you want. Get motivated, figure out how you want to shift, and then get your shift together. I'm Tara Grebe. Let's do this with the Should Theory. this episode of Should Theory. I am here in a much-awaited and long-overdue conversation with uh, Clarissa, who I'm going to let her tell you her whole story. She's so inspiring to me, and I will tell you that I found Clarissa on a post on a, a Facebook group that we were both in, and her post about her success got me so intrigued and so interested. I said, I need to know more about this. So she told me a couple of things and I said, that's it. You need to be on my podcast. And so we met and we talked and it was like, we'd been friends for a hundred years. And here we are finally over a month later, um, having this conversation and bringing it to you, the listeners. So Clarissa, I'm so glad that you're here. Oh my gosh. I am so glad that I'm here too. Yay. Long overdue. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure. And I will try and be brief because I'm almost 50 and there is a lot of history there. So uh-huh. um, I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. That's what I am now. I'm a leadership and life coach. I'm an author. I'm an artist. And, you know, and it took me pretty much all my adult life to get to where I am today. Um, I'm a daughter of immigrant parents and was the dutiful daughter and followed the script of, you know, go to school, get a good job, and then your fortune will follow. Mm-hmm. All the while internally, like I wanted to make my parents proud, but I also knew I wasn't really being 100% true to myself, Absolutely. if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I think uh, as I'm coming to you from my office <laughs> and not my home office, um, I, I totally embrace that feeling, right? You do what you think is expected and what will make others proud of you. And that's not to say that doing those things don't pay the bills or get you um, fulfillment of some kind, but you always have that panging feeling that something's missing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, and I also knew like from a very young age that I loved art. I was very creative. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that I loved helping people and kind of being that support person. And I just, it just didn't fit in the mold. Right. And I, but that, that, that longing, that, that, you know, back of your mind voice never left me, never left. I think too, you know, as you're moving through your, your schooling path and I'm very mindful of this, given what I do for a living and I'm at with people at the end of their public school career and, and giving them advice to move on is it, it always felt certainly you and I are very close in age. And when I was in school 30 plus years ago, here's your list of choices and all the things that you just said, I'm an artist. I love helping people. There's nothing on the list that fits that. Not one thing, not one job title. 
And so I think that's another um, disservice perhaps that's out there better now than it was 30 years ago. Um, oh yeah, but so totally agree. <laughs> so why don't we start with, um, tell people what your original path was in the parent pleasing genre. Oh yes. And then bring us, bring us along to how you got out of that and started to make your shift. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I shared this with you, Tara, whenever we were talking at first, my mom asked that question, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I told her I wanted to be an artist and she just laughed and said, you'll be famous and rich after you die. And both of my parents are, are doctors. And so I'm thankful they didn't push us, me and my siblings in that direction. But I felt like I had to be a business person, whatever mm -hmm. that was. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, I loved French. I loved the, I loved, you know, all the, all the right brained stuff. And I really tried to force myself into, you know, being a better math person. I mean, I'm Asian for God's sake. Aren't we supposed to all be good <laughs> at math? And, you know, I'm kind of being funny, but like, no, you're right. You know, yeah. Right. And the stereotypes so, are out there. Yeah. And, um, so I, so I went to college straight away, like most of us do, yeah. especially in our generation. And I said, okay, I'm going to make my parents proud. I'll take up business. And, um, I hated it. And I took up marketing cause I thought, Oh, that's creative. I can figure out something creative in the business world for that. And then I also took up human resource management because that was, that was the people side of business. And right. so I thought, okay, this will be cool. And there was one class that I absolutely loved and it was organizational behavior, mm -hmm. which full circle is what I ended up doing, you know, before I left the corporate world. Um, but that field was so new and I just had no like inner confidence at all to step into a field that was super brand new. I felt mm -hmm. like I had to continue with this tried and true path. And so, so I just, after graduation, I'll try and be brief here because I have been working for almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I did uh, retail management. Mm -hmm. I freaking hated that, the, but I did love doing promotions and that creative right. side. Right. And then after I did that, I was like, I got to get out of this. And so I moved you know, across the, across the country. I was mm -hmm. in Boston, came out to LA mm -hmm. and decided, you know what, I want to get into graphic design. Like this is really something that I think I could, you know, sink my teeth into and that's creative. So took me a while to get started up, but had that career for about six, seven years mm -hmm. and, um, and loved it until I got bored. Yeah. And, you know, and I tend to, right. Yeah. And I tend to pivot every, you know, seven to 10 years. And so I thought, you know, I really want to go back and pursue this people side of business. And so I went back to school, I got my advanced degree and, um, took a, a job at an HR consulting company just to get in the mm -hmm. door. Yeah. But it was a job that I knew I was not interested in at all. It was a mm -hmm. compliance specialist oh, and, oh, yeah. So I put together these, these plans for companies that I was like around compliance. And so anyway, um, but I thought, you know what, I can, I can make this work for me. I'm creative. And so I did 
um, end up, you know, moving around in that company. And I did get to work on fun projects and manage a team eventually. And then um, a friend of mine uh, called me and said, hey, and I, I, okay, I'm missing a piece here. So I also really, when I went back to school and I got my advanced degree, really fell in love with the, um, with the coaching discipline. Mm -hmm. So this is like, you know, late 2000s. And, um, and, I, and I also, you know, did a, um, a coaching course and told all my friends, I want to be a coach. And so one of my former um, coworkers said, hey, I got the perfect job for you. And it was for an internal coaching position at an organization. And I was like, oh my God, this is my dream job. Mm -hmm. And so um, went through all the interviews and got the job. Ended up staying at this uh, company for 11 years. Wow. And, um, you know, loved coaching, loved it, loved it, loved it. But then that position kind of went away mm -hmm. and I got promoted and um, a couple times. And so, I, so I stuck it out, but I also knew, you know, that feeling came back and it was like, ah, time to go. It's time to, you know, do something else and do what you've always wanted to do, which is to work for myself. Yeah. That has always been my end game. You know, what's interesting is I'm listening to you tell these bits and bites is that it's not, I did it for a short time, meaning a month or two or a year, it's six years, seven years, 11 years, whatever. And what keeps ringing to me as I'm listening to you tell it is that what's that song? If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. So you're in this yeah. shop, which for right now, you're like, you know what, this is going to be good. And even if I know it's not going to be good, I'm going to find something in it where I can make it good. And you try with the job that at the time fills, fills the void or fits the need, maybe financially, if not creatively. And you try to pull out and parse out bits that satisfy the cravings, right? Oh, hundred percent. For as long as you can make that work. And so for you, seven years, 11 years, whatever it is, but the voice is still there and the voice is still there. And it's amazing to me that thank God you listen to it each time because there are plenty of people who don't. And then yeah. you're saying it's like when you're in a bad relationship and you know, you should probably break up, but then you have a couple of good days. So you're like, ah, all right. Yes. You know, it's better than being alone, you know, whatever. Oh my God, for sure. And, and I just such a, such a correlation, you know, same process, different topic. Yes. Oh my gosh. What a great analogy. It's so true. And, um, you know, and then I would find little things that, that, you know, made me happy yeah. and, um, you know, and I would, and I would do things outside of work too, to sure. just kind of like, you know, balance it out. Uh, but to your point, it's kind of like, you know, being in that bad relationship yeah. that has its good moments. So, right. uh, oh, a hundred percent. Like pizza, even when it's bad, it's still kind of good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get to the point where you finally listened and you said, I'm doing art because I feel like, and, and obviously we've talked before, but I, I want to hear like, Hey, mom and dad, here's where I'm at and like it or lump it. And also screw this. I'm tired of finding something that's close or that will sort of hit the buttons. I'm hitting the button. So yes. How you got there. Yeah. And so, you know, I think I just got to a point in my life where I was just like, you know, the art thing is that's just who I am. 
I am wired to be creative and express myself through paintings. And, um, you know, throughout my adult life, I would start and stop and start and stop. And then, you know, I think once I just told my parents, Hey, I'm going to be in this art show mm-hmm. and this art show and the art shows just kept, kept flowing. And I was making, they saw I was making money from selling my art. Um, I think that's when they just, you know, finally just said, okay, okay. I think she knows what she's um, talking about. And Oh, that's a cute little hobby, dear. Yeah. 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 And they, you know, I think they saw it. And then, and actually my, my, I remember my mom was like, commissioned me to do a piece of artwork for her. And um, yeah. And so, and so that, it just felt really good to just, you know, talk about it. And they, they saw how I was loving it and, and I was getting paid for it too. You know, I find too, that there's some, and I'm I'm sure you found this too. There's something so freeing, even if you haven't made the switch yet to put out there to someone who is important to you, Hey, I'm leaving. I'm doing this. I'm making this change. I'm going to go be an artist. And then even if they go, what, you know, the fact that you had the courage to say it and put it into the universe sometimes in itself is so freeing. Even if you haven't done the act yet, just telling people yes. it's going to happen um, oh my God. gives you a certain level of freedom, I think. Yeah, it really does. And you know, Tara, I was really like, like another time that I had a big weight lifted off is when I told my boss I was yeah. leaving. Yeah. And for the longest time, I don't know if you can relate to this one, but like, I was scared to do that. Absolutely. I was so scared to do that because, um, you know, I, I was really close with my boss and, um, yeah. And then it just came up one day. It just came up in a conversation I was having with her. It just literally flew out of my mouth. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to be here forever. And I said, this is not my end game. And I think she had a minor panic attack, but I also gave a really long, like runway, you know, and we talked about it, worked things out. We had like a multi-year plan. I mean, you know, most people don't do that. There's the fear too, that sometimes if you tell your employer, listen, I have visions of other things now you're dead to them, right? Well, if you have one out the door and, and whatever your, your time left there is could be completely miserable. If you have, you know, if you, if you, there are the people who wait till they are approved in the new place before they hand in that letter of resignation. But, you know, if you work with someone that you really respect and you want to say, listen, this is where I'm at and this is where I'm going, you do run the risk of them being so offended and so hurt that they're done with you and your remaining time there is miserable. So that's scary. Oh, for sure. And I just banked on, you know, um, that we had a good, we had a a good relationship and, you know, and I, she saw how hard I worked and, and I just would not want to leave her high and dry either. So it was a (laughs) win-win. Absolutely. So I have, um, looked at your stuff and your book and your art is amazing, but why don't you tell the listeners who haven't seen it yet about your medium and what you do and your artwork in general? Yeah. So, um, so I wrote a book painting your path and again, it was really uh, when I was just kind of at that pivot moment again, and I really wanted to be inspired by women who have just 
painted their own path. Mm -hmm. And I created art with each of those interviews. And I, um, I love acrylic paint Mm -hmm. um, just because sometimes it feels like oil. Sometimes it kind of feels like watercolors. And so you can really get a lot out of it. And um, and I'm a Taurus. I'm an, so I'm an earth sign and I'm really big into my astrological sign. And so my art tends to reflect mother nature. Okay. Um, and yeah, like mountains and seascapes and not intentionally necessarily, but that's just what comes out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And so um, your book, Painting Your Path, tells the stories of these different people and then the illustrations are the artwork I had spoken to someone um a few episodes back Linda DeRoche Gallant and she does watercolor she was a baker and found her path into art um and she is such a kind soul but one of the things that she does and I always forget the name of it I'm going to call it intuitive art and I know it's not intuitive isn't the right word but where you just kind of go with the flow and and whatever um moves you you move the pen that way and then maybe she watercolors it in and so on and so forth and then she writes about how she was feeling when she did that artwork and it's very healing and and, uh, helpful to people who are struggling with something or who have health issues. And I just think it's so great. So when you say, you know, you're interviewing these people, was your artwork for those pieces reflective of that conversation and what you learned from them? Yeah. So great question. So what I did for each interview, I asked each person, you know, what's your favorite color or colors so that it was kind of coming, it was coming from them. And then I also asked them to give me a quote that really, you know, that meant a lot to them. Mm -hmm. And so that's how that artwork got created. Mm -hmm. It's their favorite quote and their favorite colors. I love that. And I just, you know, just painted it with them in mind. And, um, and that's how it came out. I love that. So listen, what's your favorite color? My favorite color is orange. Love it. And your favorite quote? Um, I have so many, but what's coming to mind is go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Love it. Um, That totally is off the cuff, but it just struck me and I said, let's do it. Yeah. Um, So you wrote your book, but I know that you also coach people and do other things. So talk about what you're doing now. Yeah, thank you. Um, So what I'm doing now is working with um, people who are creatives, um, artists, writers, designers, makers, people who are in their like later career, you know, maybe not quite retirement, but just those who are like, you know what, I, I really want to pursue my artistic passions. How can I make a living doing this? And so those are the people that, that I'm really enjoying working with now, those who are wanting to transition from employee to creative entrepreneur. I love that. And how do you yeah. find people? How do I find them? Um, you. Yeah. So um, people have found me through, a lot of them have found me through um, different groups mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Um, mainly through the internet, mm-hmm. I would say. And then just also word of mouth. Um you know, friends of friends. Um, I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and so people are finding me through there. And also I enjoy putting on um, events. So summits 
Um, I do that twice a year. And that is how I am also meeting a lot of amazing people. That's so great. So talk a little bit about what someone could expect if they came to one of your summits. Is it like a self-discovery journey or what are they getting into if they come to one of your summits? Yeah. Um, so they are going to get a, just a, like a glimpse of what it, what it really takes mm-hmm. to move from employee to um, entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll learn about business foundations. Um, you know, the unsexy stuff we don't really want to think about mm-hmm. like goal setting and, you know, getting your, all your ducks in a row for your business, as well as, um, audience building Mm -hmm. through different platforms and learning from others who have built their, um, you know, built their, their clientele that way. And the big piece, the mother of all mothers, uh, the, the internal game, um, mindset and leadership. So that's what, um, you know, people who participate and attend, uh, can walk away. I love too that you're you're mixing in our conversation leadership and creativity because there are a couple things that come to my mind. First of all, um, I think that so many people think of leadership as this stoic, very structured, um, regimented process that there's a menu that you follow if you are a leader of blank, and that creativity doesn't fall into that wheelhouse at all. And it totally does if you're good at it, I think. But also um, the other side of that is that, well, so I would say I could see leaders in any organization, corporations, schools, um, you know, their own, their own companies, whatever it may be, could benefit from learning from you how to use any creativity that they might have or embrace creativity in their process. But the other side of it is the fact that you can be an artist, a writer, a creative of some kind and still be a leader. You know, that I always yeah. say you're a leader. Everybody's a leader of something. Right. Even if you're That's planning right. what your menu is for dinner in your household, you're a leader about those types of things. You know, you're a leader yeah. in your grocery obtaining and planning and cooking and so on and so forth. Or you're a leader, you know, if you run the fundraising event for your child's PTA, you're a leader. Oh. A hundred percent. Yeah. Whatever role you have. So in my corporate days, I real the one thing I really to instill in everybody who came across my way, no matter what role they had, they could be a receptionist, they could be, um, you know, a dental hygienist or whatever. They're all a leader in their, in their role. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it's funny that you said that about leadership and creativity. So, some, so one thing that I loved to do was, um, do team building activities. Um, and, uh, and, and for a couple years we, I did vision boards mm-hmm. with my, you know, with the leaders, um, in my organization and really just to kind of get them to use that right brain yeah. and dream and, you know, create that vision like for themselves. They're afraid to, right. Well, I got to toe the company line. These are the expectations. I need to move forward with it. I think people are afraid to be creative. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. Mm-hmm. So tell yeah. us a little bit about, um, you know, where someone that's listening to this and says, wow, I do feel a little bit creative or I want to be a better leader or both. Um, I need to find Clarissa and all of her things. Where do they go? How do they find your summits? How do they get your book? 
How do they work with you? Yeah. Thank you for asking. So the, my book is available on Amazon. So if you just type in painting your path, you can find it there. Um, <laughs> yay. Thank you. And, um, and I, you can find me on Instagram at CCR underscore sunshine. Um, I've had my account forever, so that's why it's not my name. Um, and then you can also find me in my private Facebook group. That's another great place for, mm-hmm. for, for, you know, people to connect with me. And the name of that group is from employee to entrepreneur mindset. I love that. Yeah. Um, so now I want to throw at you the questions I throw at everybody and see how your artistic brain. <laughs> um, all, all right. right. So the first one is uh, that we all, you know, I try to embrace the fact that should can be both motivating and inhibiting and that even people who have had their epiphany and said, screw this, I'm doing what fulfills me and makes me happy and helps me make a living, um, even if they've arrived, we still all struggle with those moments of, "Mm, I don't know, self-doubt, all the things. So for you, what would you say is the negative or inhibiting should that will haunt you every now and then, even now, you know, yeah, and, and successful, what gets you still? I think just that I'm um, a little bit impatient and I tell myself, oh, I should get this quicker, mm. you know, I'm a I should be impatient. So I, I really <laughs> love that. Yep. Yeah should get this quicker. I should be, I should be, you know, further along now. Um, you know, so that one, you know, that's one that I'm constantly (laughs) having to remind myself it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then the, the positive side is what should get you putting your feet on the floor in the morning and going at it? I think just really my, my purpose coming back to my purpose of really just wanting to help people, uh, put their creative work out in the world and just be expressed and, and have a fulfilling life. I love that. Um, so what would you say is the advice that you would give to Clarissa who started business marketing, parent pleasing, all the things low these many years ago, what advice would you give her who said, I'm going to make my parents proud? Or the one who was just told by mom, you'll be famous and rich after you die. What, what advice would you give that, Clarissa? I would give that, Clarissa, the advice of follow your heart. It might sound cliche, but follow the breadcrumbs, follow the interest. Um, no matter what, there's a reason why that voice doesn't go away. Mm. And listen to it. Listen to it. Have fun. Experiment. Just dive in and see where your interest takes you. I love that. What is the best advice you've ever gotten? Um, gosh, that's such a good question. Um, uh, you are just, you're like, you're one decision away from a different outcome. Yes. That's Mel Robbins. I love that. Is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. You're one decision away from a different outcome. It's true too. Mm-hmm. For good and for evil. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what I like to do as we come to 
the end um, is when I get chatting with people, they say a lot of really amazing things. And I like to go back and remind you of some of the cool things that you just said while we were talking that you may not have even known that really stuck out to me. Um, so you talked about, and I just said it again, that you know, for you, hearing your mom say, you wanna be an artist, you'll be famous and rich after you die, led you to wanting to make them proud. However, you had this path of, this'll work for now, this'll work for now, I'll find a way to make this work for now. And as I said, that love the one you're with mentality. But you realized that painting your path, which is your book, was the way to go. And you said, art is who I am. I am wired to be creative. And I love that. And so you embraced it. And when you talked about your positive and your negative shoulds, you said, I should get this quicker. I should be further along is what still gets at you. But the positive should of wanting to help people and help people get their creativity out into the world is what pushes you forward. You said, follow your heart, the breadcrumbs, the interest. There's a reason that that voice doesn't go away, which might be my favorite thing that you said. And what I like too, you're one decision away from a different outcome. Oh, thank you for that recap. All good things, all good things. I would love to talk to you again sometime. And because yeah. knowing how you are, I guess that if we wait long enough, you might have a whole new exciting thing to tell me about. <laughs> that itch, right? That multi-potentialite that you are, um, you know, is going to come out and maybe I'll be having a new thing. You never know. And yeah. we'll talk over it. Uh, oh, sounds good. Also really want to encourage people who are thinking in the slightest that they are ready to make some sort of redirection in their lives, that painting your path is great. The stories are inspirational. The artwork is beautiful. Um, totally worth having on your bookshelf and lots of dog-eared pages for sure. So please make sure you go look for that on Amazon. And then a reminder that you can find Clarissa on Instagram at CCR underscore sunshine and on her Facebook group from employee to entrepreneur mindset. We will have all of that in the show notes so people can click all the links and find you in all the ways. Definitely check Clarissa out. She's amazing. I'm so glad that you were with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. So much fun. And we'll talk again soon. Yes. Thanks.